God, here we go. God is good. Hope you guys are well. My name is Brian Thomas Knight. Welcome to the podcast. Just going to talk about um, the council of God today. Yeah, God's council is pretty awesome. Amen. Um, wow. So we're in the middle of the week for 18.4. If you guys are keeping up. Um. It's pretty fun. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, 18.4. That's the all the deadlifts and yucky uh, handstand push-ups. <laughs> yep, that's my – yeah, of course, that is me. That's my face. Hello, face. <laughs> Gosh, dude, it, that wrecked me. Telling you that wrecked me, man. 18.4 wrecked me. It was brutal. It was truly brutal. Right? I mean, what happened? I did so many deadlifts and so many, so many um, push ups. I mean, you know, not that many push ups. 45 total, but they're hand release. So the workout is this, right? Well, let's just go to it real quick. I'll show you the workout. If you, um, the workout is basically cross Dave Castro. If you guys know Dave Castro, wonderful Dave, <clears throat> he prescribed a workout that is all core and posterior press pressing workout, right? Check this out. So here's the workout 18.4. 21 deadlifts at 225 pounds. 21 handstand push-ups. 15 deadlifts at 225. 15 handstand push-ups. 9 deadlifts. 9 handstand push-ups. And then you do it again at heavier weight. Look at that. 315. And then you do handstand walk. 315, handstand walk. 315, handstand walk. And you only have 9 minutes to do the, to do the workout in. Which is not very good. No, not very much. Look at this. Here's the workout. You want to just hang in there with me? CrossFit Games Open Workout 18.4 is Diane, which is 21, 15, and 9 repetitions for time of a deadlift and handstand push-ups. Diane is immediately followed by 21, 15, and 9 reps of a heavier deadlift with a you notice what he just said. It's a hero wad or or a, a standard um, benchmark wad, Diane. And then you do it again heavier. A 50-foot handstand walk after each set. There is a nine-minute time cap on this workout. Your time will be your score. If you do not finish the workout, then the total number of repetitions completed before the nine-minute cap will be your score. Prior to starting, the athlete will need to establish the foot line on the wall for the handstand push-up. Now, this is the part that I, it makes me throw up. The measuring of the handstand push-up. Now, notice her feet up here, way above the line. 
Most people aren't doing that. Let's, let's keep going. The athlete will stand with his or her back to the wall on the same surface the hands will be on, with the feet no wider than hip width and the heels touching the wall. A line will need to be drawn on the wall, marking the height of the top of the athlete's head. Next, measure the distance from the athlete's elbow to the middle knuckle. While this is what's bull, in my opinion. The middle knuckle. Nobody does handstand push-ups on their knuckle. Hello? He or she makes a fist with a straight wrist. Take half of this measurement and add it to the head height line on the wall. This will be the height of your target line for the handstand push-ups. Now what about people with long arms? I guess they have a big advantage here. What about people with short arms? So, I mean, they can barely make the line. Right? What kind of theory is this? This is Dave Castro. <laughs> theory of insanity. Once the height of the target line is established, mark it with a marker, chalk, or tape. For the official movement standards, as well as information about scaled, masters, and teenagers, download the 18... I'm not downloading nothing. So, anyway, so this is the crazy workout, 18.4. Hope everybody enjoys it. Because it hurt me. Woo! It was good, man. I was sore for days. I did a scaled version, right? Here's the scaled version. If you guys can see the screen, of course, it's... um. Right here, hand release push-ups, deadlifts at 135, and then deadlifts at 185, and 50-foot bear crawl. So, it was good. It's fun. It's fun. I liked it. Did it in 729. 7 minutes, 29 seconds. I beat the cap. Of course, I should have, right? It was scaled. So, oh, it's CrossFit.com. Oh, games. The games. Why do we do the open? Why? I tell you why. But no, it was good, man. It was good. I had a good time. Um, I had a good time. You know, hopefully um, everybody uh, everybody complete, com tries it, competes. It's fun to push yourself. I'm telling you, it's fun to push yourself. I like to do it. That's why I do it every year, even though I don't even want to. <laughs> so the council of God, I want why why I made that as a topic <clears throat> was I, I'm this is gonna be a long time, but um, but I am gonna talk about <clears throat> I am gonna talk about um the council of God and how important it is for God to to counsel your life. And take counsel in him. Right? Taking counsel in him. Look at Psalms 30, 73. I have it on the screen here. But if you're just listening to the podcast. Turn your Bible to seven, Psalm 73. Um, now if, you, if you're not watching this on YouTube. And you, can, you couldn't see the, uh, the people in the workout. Doing the measurements. Sorry. But you can go to the uh, games.crossfit.com and check it out. <laughs> So Psalm 73, you know, it's very important who you get your counsel from. Psalms 1 says that um, we should not stand and get counsel from sinners or people that aren't, basically people who aren't godly covenanted people. 
right? And that's essentially what it's saying. Don't just take counsel from people who are constantly in the world doing worldly things, not following the, the word of God, not following the Holy Spirit. Uh, right here, Psalm 73, verse 24, Thou shalt guide me with your counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. So guide me. See, this is a command that, that we're hearing in Psalms, that we, we should be guided by the Most High, by His Word. Psalm 16, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. And I, Psalms 32, uh, I will, let's, let's go there. Let's look at Psalms 32 also. 32. He says, um, for this shall everyone, that, for this shall everyone that is a godly pray unto thee in a time when you may be found. Surely in the floods of great waters, they shall not come near to him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me in trouble or from trouble. Thou hast com compassed me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go, and I will guide you with my eyes. Now, that's something that we need to receive as people of God. You know, especially in all situations like when when you have, um, you know, issues in your life, you know, tax issues, money issues, payment issues, mortgage issues, family issues, fear issues, um, relational issues. This is where we need to realize who we go to is important. Who we go to, who we get our counsel from. That's, that's a huge issue. Now we should get our counsel from, from the God, from God, from the Word of God, right here in the Word of God. This is where we get our counsel from. So, you don't just get your counsel and your instruction and your guidance from anybody. I know people run to anybody nowadays. Get on the phone, they call whoever, they gossip about it, they talk about it, they just blah 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 blah. But where's your counsel coming from? Where's your instructions coming from. See, one day, God revealed to me, I made the word my final authority. And that's been huge. Right? Huge. Isaiah 9. Let's turn there. Isaiah 9. It's talking about Jesus. Isaiah 9, look at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, or on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, praise God, Counselor, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He truly is our Counselor. He is the one who leads us. Psalms 1, they, they would not accept my counsel. 
I mean Proverbs 1. And you neglected all my counsel. And what happens when you neglect the counsel of God? Trouble. That's what happens when you neglect the counsel of God. You don't want to neglect the word of God in all areas. He is your strength. He is your comforter. He is your guide. Right? And that's what uh that's what we have to hold on to. Ephesians 1, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in this dispensation of fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ and the anointing which both which are in heaven and that which is on earth even in him Jesus in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of his of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will now notice that even God listens to his own counsel his own will Praise God. We have. We have that sure word. One more thing. We'll go to one more scripture here. My eyes are. Excuse me. It's in verse Peter 2. Um, Simon Peter, a servant of the the apostle of Jesus Christ, an apostle, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the the righteousness of God and our our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace be upon you, and peace be multiplied, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according to the divine counsel, the power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. For first of all, he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So they're ours. They're ours to do with and to walk with. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if there's any way to live, it's in the divine nature of God. The divine nature of God only does right. It only does good. And we've escaped the corruption that's in this world through the lusts. And besides this, giving to all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to your faith knowledge, and knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if anything's counsel, it's knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you, he says right here, if you add to yourself these things, he says, and besides this, give, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godly, godliness, Brotherly kindness, charity, right? And there will, and if, the, 
And if these be in you and abound, they make you, need, uh, make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and can't see afar off. He says, Wherefore, in verse 12, I will not be neglect to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in these present truths. Now, that's one thing to remember as well. When you are being counseled, oftentimes the Spirit of God will remind you what you know and what you've forgotten. Right, and, and, and take note that this, this word we have is a solid word of God. It is true. When you do follow what he says, when you do walk in the knowledge of God, when you walk in godliness and you walk in virtue, I mean, you're planted. Planted. Nothing unshaken. You're unshaken by the things of this world. Furthermore, let's read verse 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Praise God. Peter's just revealing here that he was there. He's not lying. He's not following a joke. Some, some fairy tale. He was there. Verse 17, for he received... From God the Father, honor and glory, when there came from such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, remember, if you remember the New Testament, Peter, he was there on the Mount Transfiguration, where Jesus was transfigured, and he talked with Elijah and Moses, right? So, I mean, he's seen some stuff. And he does, now Peter does believe, right? But he also has seen some stuff, man. And he said, this voice which came from heaven, we heard and we, when we were with him in the mountain, the holy mountain. And we also have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure word. Whereunto you do well to take heed as unto a light that shines in the dark. Unto the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. Knowing, knowing this. That no no prophecy is um is of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy came not in the old time but by the will of man but it, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit so he was there and he and and Peter Peter says to us we have a sure word now I'm gonna wrap it up here but. We have a sure word of God that's true and whole. Unshakable. So I, I urge you today, as you listen to this podcast, and you, you just make a decision in yourself. Listen to the word of God. Listen to its counsel. Where do I start? Well, go to the Ten Commandments. Have no other gods before you. Honor your father and mother. Right? Um, set aside one day during the week and, and, and make it holy to God and praise Him. Worship Him. Meet with the saints. Go to the church. You know, don't lie. Don't kill. Don't steal. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Right? Find a Bible-believing church. To, uh, hit me up on um, on Twitter. 
Email me at brian at faithandbarbells.com. We can get you somewhere. We can get you a Bible. We can get you started. But this word, the word of God is the answer. It is. It's a place where you can hide in. It's a place where you can be strong in. It's the place where you can um, you can be sure that there is no other rock stronger. There's no other foundation stronger than the Word of God. No other place that you can go to in time of need. There's no other place that you can turn to. Now, there are things out there you can turn to, but they're not peace. They're not wholeness. They're not assurance in the midst of the storm. They're chaos. They're fleshly um they're fleshly answers. So I urge you, brothers and sisters out there, when when the hell is is trying to um suck you in and and the rain's pouring down, turn to the Holy Spirit, turn to the word of God, turn to the to the Father. Because yeah, they're there. They're there to give you counsel. They're there to give you peace. Amen. That's it, man. Well, I love you. Be blessed. Be blessed until then. Remember, Jesus is Lord. <laughs>